0: football network that's james the brain
1: i'm growing a beard so i can push travis out of the podcast to be james the brain the beard
0: that's travis the beard oh canada i'm john hogan this is super flexible and let's get to it so that that makes some sense to somebody We've got a very special guest, another soldier from the DFF Army, Carter Donick from the Devi team at Dynasty Football Factory, and the author of the brand-new article, The Big Board, Carter Donick's pre-combined big board. And uh, Carter is also, I believe, the only member of the DFF Army uh, to uh, reside in Canada, so... That's why Travis sang um, probably the only line that he knows. Um, and, uh, if you want, you can finish for him, Carter. Um,
2: uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. I think, uh, I think <laughs> I don't want to butcher his rendition. You know, it was, I think it was uh, pretty spot on pretty,
0: pretty solid. Thank you, sir. All right. I
2: appreciate
3: <laughs> that. Uh, just for the record, I had to YouTube that just to get that oh, one man. line.
0: So,
1: you
3: didn't you didn't
1: have to I didn't, didn't have to put know. that out there, man. I knew, I knew, oh, for the o,
0: Canada. Canada. <laughs> I think that's no, the it's... name of the song, right? I knew O oh, Canada,
3: but I did not know the second line. So, yep, embarrassingly enough, I had to YouTube <laughs>
0: that song. So, I apologize, Carter. In this episode is super flexible. We're talking with Carter about the combine. Carter, we want to thank you for uh, for joining us. And, uh, real quick, um, if you would just give a quick plug for the article and, uh, for yourself on Twitter as well, and, uh, where, where everybody can find both the big board and the author of the big board.
2: Sure. Okay. Um, the big board is on uh, a football Factory.com. um, located under like the Devi um, section and the NFL draft, uh, prep section. Ever since I was young, I mean, I still am young. Um, I've I've kind of been infatuated with the NFL draft, and recently I've just set up a Twitter account and and been able to work for this great site. This fifth, this uh, big board has been one of my first articles, and I kind of my first major article. Um, and and it's 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 been great uh, just just working with the team and being able to spread uh, my love of the draft and just some some knowledge uh, to the rest of the world.
0: Beautiful, and it's it's so massively helpful. For people like me, for and probably a a large majority of the dynasty community, we're we're always late to the party. I maybe that's just me, but I I know very little about a lot of these rookies. I know that Saquon Barkley is just the an absolute god right now when it comes to fantasy football, but Beyond that, you know, we're, we're having a hard time kind of sorting through the rest of these running backs. Um, we've talked a little bit about the wide receivers as well in the fact that they seem to all be kind of be clumped together at the top. And the, uh, the quarterbacks, this class for quarterbacks is very strange, very unusual, uh, probably, hopefully in a good way. But uh, but we'll see what you think. We want to jump in here and start talking about the the pre combine big board with you.
1: Yeah, man. So Carter, look, I uh, I'm I'm going to kind of take control here because um, I I kind of bullied myself into uh, <laughs> into asking you a few questions here. So uh, I, I first off, man, I I want to. Uh, Take the time to thank you too. I really appreciate you coming on. I'm a uh, uh, read your article, uh, the uh, the the big board article that you put out, and it was really cool. It was really different. You put in some player comps that got uh, a lot of praise, um, and uh, and the work you did was that de- definitely showed in there. Um, so with that with that being said, what uh, what I really want to focus on is the combine coming up, and uh, kind of how. You see the combine going, and and kind of some of the players you think are going to be affected most. So, I guess with that being said, um, my my question for you, Carter, what skill position player do you think is in the best position to help himself the most at the combine with a strong showing, and who do you think may end up hurting themselves the most um, with a with a disappointing showing out of the skill position players?
2: Okay, uh, let me just preface this with saying um, I love the NFL combine. I don't necessarily think um, it, sh- it should trump tape or anything like that. Um, but I still think, yeah, obviously it can um, affect a player and help him in, in, in an, uh, a certain light or or in a negative light. The first player that comes to mind that I think could blow up the combine is uh, receiver Dante Pettis. Um, he's not on my top 50, but he was real close to making Uh-oh, it. oh James. <laughs> and he's a receiver that's getting a lot of uh, hype lately and, and for very good reason. He's arguably the smoothest athlete in this class. He's he's a fluid player. I expect him to run in the four fours. He's, he's where he's going to make his money though is probably in the vertical jump. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he if he had a forty inch vertical. Um, broad jump is probably going to be ridiculous too. I'm just really looking forward to uh, the show he's going to put on. And then uh, I guess for the player that I would uh, think maybe knock him down a few pegs is uh, Akram Wadley, a running back from Iowa. He's kind of a late rounder right now, but I know he's gotten some buzz um, coming out of the Big Ten, coming out of Iowa, being their only source of offense. Really, there he's he's a shifty back. I really like his tenacity. But he's not—he's a very average athlete, um, and he's doesn't have the size to compensate for it. So I think he's going to run a slow forty time, and I think his his, his athletic numbers are kind of going to kind of ding him a little, and maybe uh, cause him to go undrafted.
1: Oh man! All right, awesome. Yeah, that's interesting. I've uh, I've been a big Pettis supporter, and I, I also kind of kind of see him blowing up the combine and really doing some good things there. And uh, and Waddley is interesting. You know, a guy who. Um, I think has gotten a lot of publicity for his size. I mean, he, he measured in not so well, kind of, kind of lately here. And, um, and it looks like his size is going to be a detriment to him. So yeah, I I, I could definitely see if he, uh, if he doesn't put up some, some decent numbers at least uh, with size working against him already. Um, Yeah. I can definitely see that guy being, being someone who, uh, who would fall.
3: I do want to say real quick, I want to add in on, on Akram Wadley real quick. He's, He's definitely a polarizing prospect from what I can tell there's some there's definitely some Akram Wadley truthers out there but um, just for some reference I mean I've seen him in some mock drafts going at the top of the second round ra- I'm sorry top of the third round uh, so like 25 26 27 overall as far as, yeah that's a, yeah, that's a bit as high far for as me. dynasty rookie drafts go um, so I I, I I mean that's some useful information there and I think, you know, if he, if he kind of performs the way that you're saying there, he, he could absolutely, he's got some room to fall, I guess is what I'm saying. If he's, he's at the the top of the third, I thought that was kind of high myself, uh, just for the size and and profile that this guy has right now. So yeah, I mean, if you're going to say he's a subpar athlete for his size, I, he might, he might fall way down draft boards, even from the third round. Yeah, that's, that's it's interesting. Yeah. And
1: I, I, I think his value is probably going to fall there. And I, uh, I agree with Carter there. Um,
3: Carter, do you think there's a chance? So yeah. Do you think there's a chance that Wadley just blows it up?
2: Um, I think he's in a similar position to denell Pumphrey last year. Um, interesting. Obviously I don't think he didn't have the same production. Um, and I, I prefer Pumphrey to him. Um, but I think he's in that situation where he's going to probably run a four 546 and no and he, he's very small. I I I don't know. He's he, he's got good initial burst, but I just I just I don't see the athlete a lot of people talk about. I still I still I still think there's a role for him, but I I think he's going to be uh, a little disappointing for sure cuz I, I remember Pumphrey last year I mean, he his I think was a lot due to like the bench press and a lot of the weight stuff. But he ran slower than exp- actually. No, he ran a four four. I shouldn't say that, but his his uh, explosion numbers weren't as good as a lot of people thought for that size, um, and that kind of worked against him. He still got drafted fairly high on draft day, but
3: yeah, I'm not. I was not trying to argue with you at all. I just was shocked that you said four fives. I mean, for a guy at a, in the one eighties, I mean, you'd expect him to run four three four, three something, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, if he runs a four five something at 180 pounds, I, we, we've got, we've got a problem.
1: All right, Carter. Well, um, the next question I have for you is based on a lot of what I see um, and a lot of what I hear. And uh, a, a lot of times after the combine or during the combine, I hear you, you see or hear a lot of people um, talking about 40 numbers um, and, and that sort of thing. And, and it always kind of bothered me a little bit just because I think there are different drills that are more important, um, especially for different skill positions. So with that in mind, what, what drills do you value most for each skill position group? Um, and, and basically, I guess what we're looking for here is kind of quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, um, the, the positions that we'd be drafting for. What, uh, what, what drill um, do you do? You kind of look for, or drills do you kind of look for um, for each skill position group?
2: Yeah, I love that question. Um, I mean, I always think the forty-yard dash is the most overrated event, um, and it gets all the publicity, even though like you're not going to be running forty yards straight line in a football game, right? I guess to start off with quarterbacks, I'm not looking for much. Uh, I'm just kind of looking for just like the eye test. Can he is he just ripping the football? Can he show that natural accuracy? um those types of things it's hard it's hard to kind of knock a quarterback in that type of environment or praise him a lot like it's hard to kind of get a good gauge but but those are kind of some of the things i look at uh for the receivers i know it's not like a, it's not a big drill but i always love the gauntlet it kind of can just show whether the, the player has natural hands or not um and then as far as testing numbers go the 3 cone vertical and broad are kind of the big 3 i look for in a receiver and those are just explosion-based numbers that, that I think are really, really key. Um, as far as running back goes, uh, the vertical isn't nearly as important because um, they're not going to be asked to really jump high again. Uh, but the three cone uh, is huge for the running backs. Um, and then I guess to finish off with tight ends, the vertical and broad jump is all again, explosion there. So I think that's a, that's like, that's a big thing.
1: You know, John, you have an interesting question here. I see about, uh, about quarterbacks that, uh, that you have on here. So, um, maybe you want to, maybe you want to throw that one out there. I'm kind of interested in what Carter has to say about that one.
0: Yeah, I actually, uh, I, I just, I'm fascinated by the entire board. And like I said, the The big board is has been extremely helpful for me. I mean, I'm you know we're kind of finally getting into mock draft season a little bit, where you know we're starting to prepare for these rookie drafts, and so to have something like this come along, that really, this is a really unique uh, ranking system to me. First of all, you know this this and it really challenges everything that we've been hearing for the last several months you know we we keep hearing you know Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold these guys are going to go you know at the top of the the NFL draft and therefore they're going to be you know they're going to go at the top of the of your rookie drafts and but this but your big board actually has them quite a ways down there as far as um as far as how you rank these guys so you've got you've got those two quarterbacks with the first round grades, it's actually Josh Rosen and Baker Mayfield. But you've got them ranked fairly low, actually. Do you anticipate either of those guys, Rosen, Mayfield, or any of the other top quarterbacks climbing in your rankings at all uh, post-combine, and what would they have to do with the combine to earn a higher a higher grade from you?
2: Ooh, okay. Uh, I really have that question, John. First off, my ranking system... Is 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 kind of, it's not necessarily what I would do if I was the team in position of the draft. Because um, I, I have, let's say like I have Mika Fitzpatrick first o- overall mm-hmm. on my board. I still, if I'm Cleveland, I'm still probably taking Josh Rosen there just because he's the the, like I still love Josh Rosen. Don't get me wrong, he's my 16th ranked player, and anybody who's in my top 50 is is a player I love. It's just I think I kind of I kind of rank purely based on. How how good is this guy at his position in 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 respect to to is like for Fitzpatrick? I have no doubt he's going to be a top five safety in the league. Rosen, he's going to be a top twelve quarterback, I'd say, but he's not that same. He doesn't have that same um, elite kind of aspect uh, as far as his position goes. Um, and and the, and the same with Mayfield. Um, that those those other. Guys like like a Barkley, right? He's going to be a top five back. Uh, Geist is going to be a top five back, uh, and that's kind of why I kind of rank them lower. Again, if I was drafting, I was in a position of um Cleveland or the Giants. I probably take Rosen and Mayfield back to back, but kind of that's 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 kind of how it works. And then I guess as far as the second question goes, they might be able to rise a bit. Um, Rosen especially if 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 his deep ball is kind of a little bit of a concern to me. So if he if he can show that he can kind of fling it downfield the combine. Um, that would be big. And then Mayfield, I kind of know what I'm getting out of him. I think people don't realize he has a, as big of arm as he actually does have. Um, so I'm not surprised just when he he's, rips it as expected. If if he runs something s- sub four eight, I'd be pleasantly surprised. I don't think that's going to be the case, but maybe that, that might boost him slightly just because maybe he's a better athlete than I gave him credit for. But I think they're mostly locked in stone right now.
0: So that actually that brings up a couple uh questions for me. First of all, um how much wiggle room do you feel like your board currently has? You know, does is the combine really gonna change things very much, or do you think it's it's uh probably gonna look pretty similar, you know, barring some some major catastrophes or uh, major breakout performances at the Combine?
2: I'd say uh, the top 20 is pre-locked <laughs> in, but I think especially from 30 to 50, this, this is a, the class where where depth is is a huge huge plus um, and there could be guys flying all over the place on that big board. Um, I haven't gotten through everyone's tape yet either, so there's there's other players that, that I haven't even watched that could easily be on there. Um, I, I feel pretty good where like my top 10 like top 20 though is at right now. I don't think that's gonna wiggle much. Unless of course something shocking happens off field stuff. There's always there's always the possibility of that type of thing. Um,
0: but yeah, I feel pretty good. <laughs> nice, well, that's good to hear. So I actually have another one for you here. This is this is generally a quarterback centric podcast. Obviously, you know the the super flexible name, but I mean we do talk a lot about various alternate settings, and one in particular that kind of comes to mind here for me is IDP. You've got Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, as your as your top player overall. Um, but you uh, you mentioned that uh, that you've got him as a top five safety in the NFL. A lot of people are kind of calling him more of a corner, and for IDP purposes, we'd love to see him play safety. What? Do you do you think that the combine is going to help determine where he's at, or do you think that he's on a trajectory where he's headed to, for, you know, playing safety in the NFL?
2: Personally, I think this all comes down to really where he's drafted. Let's say if he's taken by Cleveland, I think I think free safety is the perfect fit for him to slide next to Jabril Peppers back there um, and roam the backfield. He he can honestly do anything though. Um, if he plays CB next level, he's going to excel. If he plays safety next level, he's going to excel. If he plays nickel slot. I compared him to Tyron Matthew in the big board. Um he's a bigger version of that, but he's offers that same type of versatility. I don't think he's quite the corner Jalen Ramsey has turned out to be, so I still think his best position is safety, but if he does turn out to be a corner, I think I I still think he's going to going to going to be great uh there as well.
0: Yeah, Again, I you know, I'm kind of just uh I'm still behind everybody on this a little bit, but this was kind of the first time that I heard of of FitzPatrick you know, moving to safety or playing safety. I don't know if it's even a move for him, to be honest with you. But this is the first time I had heard about that. And to me, because like I said, in IDP, you you know, the safeties are, are where you actually get your points. Cornerbacks are virtually worthless in IDP. So I would love to see that move. So um, that uh, that caught my attention even more than the fact that you had him number one overall. All right, Carter. I've got a kind of a
3: multi-part question here for you, um, and it relates a little bit to what James's question was earlier, as far as um, how players move uh, after you know post combine. So, uh, if you can, I, I don't know if you've got this in list for in front of you or not, but can you name one uh, swing player at each position? So, this is the one guy at each position who could legitimately shoot up draft boards or your draft board uh, or fall drastically for you, or maybe not for you, but somebody you feel could fall significantly in, you know, the overall consensus um, depending on his combine performance. So maybe it's, you know, a guy that, you know, depend, you know, if he tests well, he could shoot straight up, and, and become one of those top three or four guys or whatever, you know, however you want to um, break down this question, I guess I'll, I'll give you some leeway there. But one guy at each position that that the combine is really, really important for.
2: Okay, awesome. I was prepared for this question. I got, I got a couple Sweet. names written down here. Um, first off, I guess with quarterbacks, um, there's two that are very similar uh, in Riley Ferguson and Kurt Bankert. I know they're not big names at the moment. But those are both guys with strong arms that, that that look the part and can play the part certainly at times. Um, they're very inconsistent, and in pressure, uh, they look like different quarterbacks. So obviously that's uh, that's kind of a no-no. Uh, but but in a combine setting where they're going to just be in shirt and shorts, I, I have no doubt they're going to rip it. And um, a few teams are probably going to be, uh, be uh, moving them up their boards, possibly into the round three, maybe even two range. So those are uh, two of the quarterbacks. Um, as far as running backs go, um, I got two, um, as well. Uh, Kalen Balage was a guy who was getting a lot of hype at the senior bowl, um, and deservedly so, um, he's a freak of nature. Like he's built like Leonard Fournette and I expect him to, to, to run the same way too. Um, I'm not as big a fan as many, uh, due to production. And I think he's very stiff, but he, I, I feel like he's going to test off the charts. I mean, size, speed, um, combo is is ridiculous there so i feel like he could move up um, and then also carry on johnson who i'm not sure if you follow any of my stuff but i'm a i'm a big uh carry on johnson fan but uh i think i think a lot of people might move him down the board when he tests worse than a lot of people expect i i, I don't think it'll be much of a negative in my evaluation of him um because I, uh like I, I compare him to Le'Veon bell um he does, like i mean obviously i'm not saying he is Le'Veon bell just like them coming out of college are very similar um, Le'Veon ran, I think, a 4-6 coming out. Carry on might run something close to that. Um, I don't view it as much of a concern, but but that'll drop him definitely on a couple boards. Next, uh, I guess, I to receivers. To oh, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> I want to
3: pause there for a second. Um, so, Kalen Balazs is probably one of the most polarizing prospects in this draft as far as skill positions. Um, do you – so, I've heard everything from – this guy's the next David Johnson to, you know, this guy's a facade and and don't buy into him because he had almost zero production at the college level. There's you know, so I know you said you're not as high on others, but i I'm kind of as of right now, my thought on him is he is an elite upside, not an elite and not an elite prospect, but his upside could be elite. And you can get him as of right now, again, in, you know, the late second round of rookie drafts. So are you kind of in on that boat or is this a player that you're kind of avoiding?
2: I'm I'm definitely in the boat of that. Although as a prospect, I'm kind of middle of the pack um, compared to like the two sides you kind of mentioned. I don't think his production is something that people should worry about as much. Um, they kind of rotate him with another back there a lot of the time. And the other back was a lot worse than him, but for whatever reason, um, they, they, they chose to do that. His yards per carry wasn't great, but again, his O line wasn't great. Um, and he's got again, I I I think he could. He's got Leonard Fournette type athleticism and and possible upside. Um, so so again, in late second round, I'm all for it. Um, higher than that, it gets risky. Um, but but yeah, like you said, late second that's a great value. So a wide receiver, I've got uh also two uh. Richie James is a guy who I feel like is going to test off the charts, and I hope he does because I'm a big fan. Uh, Not many people have heard of him, but he's a Tyreek Hill, John Ross-type weapon on the outside. He can do it all, running back, receiver, kick, returner. Um, He played at Middle Tennessee State. We shouldn't get a bunch of buzz, but he had ridiculous production in 2016. This year he was kind of hurt the whole year, so um, kind of flew under the radar, and he's being talked about kind of as a fifth, sixth-round actual NFL draft pick at the moment. Um, so in, in rookie drafts, he's going dirt cheap right now, and, and he's actually my uh, my receiver two at the moment behind Calvin Ridley. So if you have a chance to get him, I, wow. I, I I buy.
3: He's so he's your he's your wide receiver two in this entire draft
0: class.
2: Yes, sir. Wow, <laughs> it's a hot take. That bro. is a fire. Yeah, that's take.
0: a that's a big one. That's what I love about this is that there's there's some there's some genuine sleepers in here. Is there anything that could happen at the combine to change your mind on Richie James?
2: If he runs like a 4-5, which 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 I don't think will happen. I think I think worst case he's like a he's early 4-4. Four, four. Like worst case he's like a 4-4-2. Um worst case maybe his explosion numbers aren't as good as I thought, but um I I I everything in his tape just just screamed electrifying playmaker to me. His 2017 I kind of had to consider a write-off because he was playing hurt and he was also hurt for most of the year. He had a backup quarterback in for half the year that didn't target him. A lot of things went wrong, but his 2015 and 2016. um, I was a big John Ross fan coming out last year. And when I plugged in the tape um, on James before the year even started, I thought he was better than Ross. so, So that goes to show.
3: So that poses an interesting question here then, Carter. Are you are you still bought in? I know this isn't rookies, but are you still bought in on on John Ross? What's what's your thought process there? Ooh,
2: why does he have to be in <laughs> <laughs> If he if he was anywhere else, yes, I I still I still think he's he's going to make an impact. I still I I loved him pre draft. He was my receiver one. Wow. People bring up the table. People bring up the Tavon Austin comparisons, but I think I, I don't like those because John Ross is 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 a nuanced root runner john ross is more creative john ross is a lot of things does a lot of things better than table austin so again i saw i saw brandon cooks in in his game um that type of thing i know that's high praise but it was frustrating how since he used him this year of oh, like there was that talk of corner which was which was one of the dumbest things i heard but it's since he so don't put it past him <laughs> uh but I, I still at the right price. Definitely, I'd buy low right now. Um, I still think, I still think he's going to bounce back, and I, I, he's just too talented not to, in
3: my opinion. Wow, man. I mean, I'm not going to lie; it's a little bit refreshing to hear a, a positive take on John Ross. Um, I, you think, you know, you'd think people wouldn't give up so quickly being a top ten pick in the NFL draft, but. Man, that was a rough rookie year. So Yeah, I mean, Ugh. yeah, thanks for that input. I I that's that's I love it. I mean, I I don't want to give up on him, but that was that was tough. Um huh. Sorry, anyways, let's go back to Did you do both your wide receivers there?
2: Oh, I still had one more left, and he's a big name, uh Courtland Cortland Sutton. Fair or not, I think everything with Sutton will come down to his forty time there's concerns about his separation, his route running, his breaks. I have those concerns as well. He's still a massive, massive target with massive upside. Um, probably the most of any receiver in this class. He showed it on a routine routine basis at SMU, but his forty his forty is gonna be big. Just like Mike Williams last year. If it's again, if it's four fours, he's gonna shoot up. If it's four sixes, it's gonna shoot him down. So I'm I really am not sure at all what he's going to do. So I'm, that's one of the most interesting things I'm looking forward to next week is uh, his 40-yard dash. So
3: real quick on Sutton. I know we're taking a long time here. Sorry, but um, are you concerned with his actual pass catching ability? I've heard and seen that as kind of you know one of the major question marks that people have is he's not a natural pass catcher and or does not have the, the right technique as far as the way he actually positions his hand to catch the ball. So, is have you noticed that? And is that a concern for you? Is his actual catch, uh, pass catching ability? Uh, I'm
2: glad you you mentioned that actually because it, it kind of is. Um, like I said, he bodies out cornerbacks terrifically, but he, he kind of keeps his hands in. He doesn't really really stretch them. Um, I know there's a similar player in this draft class, Auden Tate, who who's the same type of prospect. But he's a lot better when it comes to contested catches and in his actual yeah, um, catching technique. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, Sutton Sutton is 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 very boom or bust at this point. He's is, he's extremely raw. Uh, I I wouldn't necessarily say like none of that stuff can be coached up. It's 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 just a risky proposition at this point. So um, it's it, it's definitely something to look forward to, especially in like the gauntlet drill at the combine. Just seeing seeing his hands, um, will be interesting. So he but,
3: strikes uh, me as, yeah. and let me know if you disagree. I, as far as rookie drafts go for for dynasty players is kind of, you know, our audience here Sutton seems like a guy to avoid only because he he seems like the type of player that is less likely to produce in the NFL year 1 because like you said of uh, how raw he is and how many question marks we have there and he seems like maybe the kind of guy you don't take in a rookie draft, but maybe the kind of guy you target year two or year three of his career after he has kind of not produced to to expectation those first couple of years.
2: Yeah, I think that's exactly, exactly right. Um, I, I'm kind of imagining year one as not, not necessarily a write-off, but he's got a lot to learn and just being... Uh, being on the right team you can kind of kind of like I, i would love like a fit in maybe green bay or somewhere where you could sit behind a couple guys but like you said buying low then um after a couple years would be perfect like best case scenario you're getting alshon jeffrey um and actually they're very comparable when they came out of college when jeffrey was out of south carolina he went second round i probably see sutton going second round um two big targets both speed kind of a question and then, worst case, you're 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 maybe looking at Kevin White.
3: So I think, sorry, I think we're we got you got a tight end or no? Yeah, it's solid.
2: I've got I've got yeah I've got one. Uh, it's Mark Andrews, uh, who's most people's uh, top tight end. He's uh, not not even in my uh, top three tight ends at the moment. I know wow. that's a bit of a hot take, but uh, I I didn't I didn't love what I saw when it came to his tape. Everyone keeps on saying he's a great athlete. I didn't quite see it. His 2016 tape was very good i'll give him that was 2017 he looked like a completely different person i heard he put on a lot of weight um and that definitely showed so i'm definitely gonna be interested in to combine to see if he slimmed down hopefully he did but uh that's gonna be very interesting uh so so as far as his 40 goes as far as all the explosion numbers go i'm i'm definitely interested to see if if maybe i underestimated him as an athlete or maybe he slimmed down um those those types of things i'm, I'm definitely gonna be interested
0: Hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by gtbets.eu, an official sponsor of the Super Flexible Podcast and the Dynasty Football Network. Are you looking to get some action in on today's games? Head over to gtbets.eu for all of your sports betting needs with updated odds covering all major sports. The bottom line, gtbets.eu will have you placing your first bet within minutes, with their simple-to-use registration process. So register now and earn up to $500 in free money. Simply add Superflex in the referred-by field to get the highest possible welcome bonus. That's Superflex, all one word, for your welcome bonus at gtbets.eu.
1: Okay, so Carter, um, I, I got one more that I kind of want to shoot your way here. and. um yeah. Carter, give me an under-the-radar guy, a guy, an under-the-radar guy, an off-the-radar guy, a guy we haven't heard of. Give me someone who we should keep an eye on um, going into the Combine, or a guy that we don't know now, but we will know after the Combine because of his performance.
2: Ooh, okay. Uh, I'll give you one, and he goes by the name of uh, Naheem Hines. He's a running back for uh, North Carolina State. I know uh, Jalen Samuels gets a lot of buzz there and I love Jalen Samuels um, but but Heinz kind of going under the radar um and he's he's a pretty physical back actually for his size um and he's an absolute burner I'd expect him to be in the 43s probably fastest running back at the combine and he's a great great uh great third third down type back at the next level I I'm thinking he's he's going to be in my top 10 backs um I haven't kind of gotten that 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 list ready yet, but I'm pretty confident he will be in there. Um, and he's a name that uh, that again, uh, surprisingly, going under the radar right now, and I feel like he's going to show up in a big way at the combine.
1: Very nice. Okay, so let me ask you a question. We we know that Hines is supposed to run really well. Does he? I'm just going to kind of put you on the spot here. Does he run the fastest forty? Do you think, or do you think there's someone on the defensive side that uh, that couldn't? Uh, that that's going to run a little bit quicker than him.
2: Uh, I'm going to go with Dante Jackson for LSU for fastest forty. I, I, he's top twenty on my board. Top twenty, top twenty-two, some, somewhere around there on the board. Don't quote me on that, but um I'm a big fan. I think he's he's a faster, even faster than a dory Jackson, more aggressive type of Odori Jackson, which 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 says something. um And I really like him as a first round pick. Anyways, that aside, I think Hines is definitely top five. I I, I think Jackson will edge him possibly. Possibly Denzel Ward, maybe. I'm not sure. But uh
1: Wow, okay. Yeah, and Denzel Ward's already a highly touted prospect. So if he were to run really well, um, I think that would solidify him as a top ten top ten pick. What do you think?
2: Uh yeah, I could see him running kind of what Trey Waynes did a couple years ago, um in that in mm-hmm. that four three seven seven range. Um I think he's a better prospect than Waynes was. And I still I still liked Waynes, but Ward's a Ward's a terrific prospect. He's fluid, aggressive. Um, he's my CB2, but again, I have him top 10, so I'm a, I'm a big fan.
1: Nice. Okay. Well, Carter, I, I tell you what, I'm I'm going to sneak one more in if you don't mind here. <laughs> um, sure. I'm going to kind of, I tell you what, I'm going to, yeah, all right, good deal. I'm going to kind of uh, throw a curveball at you here a little bit um, because I, uh, I guess I want to know about some of the running backs that have some questions coming into this about their pass-catching ability, and is there anything they can do with the scouting combine during the pass-catching drills that can ease um, ease some of those concerns? And some of the backs we're looking at are some of the top guys, like uh, like Nick Chubbs. Um, like I, to me, I think it's it's silly, but Darius Geis is a guy that, uh, that you're starting to hear yeah. that, that with. Yeah. So, um, yeah, can you address that and tell us kind of what you're going to look for out of these guys to see if, um, if they can address some of those concerns?
2: Okay, I'll start with Geis and just say, yeah, don't don't be worried about that pass-catching ability at all. Um, he, he showed numerous times at the college level um, he, he, he he could catch it. Um, I think he's similar to kind of Kareem Hunt in that essence. Um, he's not necessarily going to be your, your your go-to, but just because he didn't do it a ton at the college level doesn't mean he definitely can't do it um, at, the, at, at the next level. Um, as far as kind of the other backs go, Chubb, I'm not too concerned because I, I think his best role at the next at the next level is that Mark Ingram is that Frank Gore type two down punishing back. Um, I don't necessarily know if he's a three down guy um, anyways. And I'm not just saying that because of pass catching ability, I'm saying it because of route running, uh, uh, shiftiness, those types of agility, those types of things. Um, but, but I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing him for sure. I don't think, I, I think he, he showed he can do it. I think just cause Sony Michelle showed he could do it so much better that people kind of viewed it as a negative on Chubbs. Side, but I I still don't think it was Um, for guys like Kalen Balaj. I know we mentioned him earlier. Um, He's kind of one I'm interested to see because again, he's a he's a great athlete. But from kind of my viewings, he kind of had uh, stone hands. Um, And if if he's a guy that people are thinking about as a three down back, that'll that'll kind of be interesting. I I me think of one more. (laughs) Yeah, no, just going
3: to say how about how about Ronald Jones? Go ahead. Yeah, that was I was going to offer up Ronald Jones because he he's one of those guys that that's gets that people just assume he's a good pass catcher but we kind of had this conversation off air as far as is he really like he hasn't shown that production he hasn't shown that route running so i'd love to to have your ronald jones take that's
2: that's actually a great one because i I have to disagree with you a bit on the route running i think he's shown that kind of i'm pretty i'm pretty okay with that but um the the pass catching definitely is is kind of a concern um i view it kind of similar to uh Melvin Gordon coming out of Wisconsin, right? Um, everyone is quick to compare these guys to Jamal Charles. And I mean, and Jones has that Jamal Charles like burst. I mean, he's got the best burst in the class. He's ridiculous, ridiculous. Um, just, I mean, he's crazy in that aspect. Um, but but like Gordon coming out, both uh, haven't really been asked to catch the ball a whole lot. Um, so so that's definitely something that's 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 going to be interesting. I, I definitely want to see him at the combine for sure. I'm glad you guys mentioned that.
0: All right, while we're on the running backs, we can't get out of here without talking about the running back. And this is... Saquon, <laughs> we better talk yeah. about Mr. 101. Uh, so you have Saquon Barkley as your number three overall player. You also do have Darius Geis' top 10. He's actually 10th overall for you. So can you envision a scenario where Geis jumps past Barkley is a fantasy rookie
2: 1.01. Yeah. Uh, I think that all depends on, I guess, team and scheme fit. I mean, you have to kind of address that after the draft, but before the draft, I, I really, I, I really, you can't, you can't overthink it. You, I, if, if you pick anyone other than Saquon, um,
1: uh-huh.
2: I, I don't know. Cause I mean, just he's, he's an absolute freak of nature. Um, I mean, I, I know there's like, I do think there's some valid concerns. he, he tries to do too much. Um, like I, I, personally don't see the vision thing. Um, I still think his vision's good. I just think it's trying to do too much. Um, but I think that's a very easily coachable type of thing. And I think because he was in college, he was kind of used to just, just, just running through everyone. I mean, it was like a video game, right? Now that he's upped up, up, up the level, I think he's going to adjust his game somewhat. Um. So, so I'm not too concerned about that. And like, and this isn't to discredit Geis either, because I mean, Geis is a is is a, an unbelievable back. Both these guys are better than any back last year, um, for sure. And they're on that Todd Gurley type level. But uh yeah, I just I think you have to go with Saquon at one.
0: Okay. Beautiful. <laughs> That's fair. So here here here's here's one of those things, like I said, you know, I'm I'm not I'm definitely not a Devi guy. I uh I wait until the last minute to kinda get caught up on on the incoming rookie class. So you're gonna to have to explain this one a little, like I'm five years old, because I, I, I honestly just I don't I don't totally understand this part of it. What is there to be gained for Saquon Barkley in performing in the in the uh, NFL Combine?
2: Uh, that that, that that's, that's a good question right there. Yes. Um, pers- personally. I guess just to confirm what everyone's thinking. I mean, everyone at this point, like, I mean, if, if everyone should know, he's going to run a four three four four at the worst. Um, he's going to bench like crazy. He's, I mean, like, I mean, there's there's no drill. He's not going to ace. Obviously, the interviews the big thing. He did not have to participate to actually do the interviews though. Um, but I think I think it just kind of shows his ability to compete. Um, same thing with the quarterbacks, right? You always just want to see them compete, and it makes for good TV. <laughs> so I'm I can't I can't say what's going through his his mind or his agent's mind. But I think I think there has been a a, a a group of people kind of that have been questioning his bully lately and hopefully hopefully this can just show them why uh, why you shouldn't be. <laughs> so I but, think that there's yeah. also
3: a, a group of people in the community that think that as far as dynasty fantasy football goes, that Saquon Barkley's value as the one oh one is only going to rise after the NFL combine. Would would you agree with that? Personally,
2: I I I, I would I, I would probably wait to sell it. I mean, why why not just sure? No, yeah, totally.
3: <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? The, so uh, like, if you're getting the 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 value <laughs> to some it. is so inflated, though, that you could get you know a you could sell the one hundred and one for a David Johnson plus something else, or you know, so if you are oh, yeah, if you yeah, are yeah, going yeah. to sell, there's I've just I've I've heard that argument many times in that. Saquon Barkley's yeah, value yeah. as of right now versus, you know, one day after the NFL combine, his value is going to increase. So don't sell it now. Wait until he kills it. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's my question is do you think he's going to perform to expectation and and even go up and solidify himself even further oh, sure, as sure. the, the locked in 101 in dynasty drafts?
2: Yeah, I think worst case scenario, he he kind of stays where he's at right now. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of talk initially after the combine. I'm not saying this is right, but there's going to be a lot of talk. Should Cleveland take him one that type of thing? And he's going to get a bunch of bunch of buzz. Um, so so I definitely I definitely wait. Um, and even even like I just I just expect his hype to rise. Honestly, cool. So. I
3: guess that answers my question. Yeah, for sure. Um, so to kind of piggy on piggyback on that, one last thing. I've heard multiple sources say, and I kind of I, – I value your opinion, I, I, so I want to hear what you think, um, that Saquon Barkley is the best running back prospect that they've seen in the last six to ten years. Are we talking about that level of prospect here, Carter? Or is this – I mean, we use the the term generational talent too loosely, in my opinion. Is this a true generational talent?
2: Ooh, okay. So, uh, a little background. 2014 was kind of when I started. Um, just kind of to get that background. But I I would say uh he he is the best back back I've I've seen. I know oh, girl Gurley, girl girlie's close. Girlie's right on his heels. Don't get me wrong. Elliot Elliot's also close. Um, he's not quite the athlete. Barkley is. Um, and I know people will kind of say, oh, well, he's the better three down back. I, I, I think they're kind of even in that aspect still. And then Barkley offers the pass game upside that just that Elliott can't can't keep up with. Last year, as far as like the old oh, with Fournette and McCaffrey, Fournette and McCaffrey weren't even top three backs for me last year in that draft alone. So I wasn't big fans of them. We can get into that reasoning later. Um but that yeah, that kind of leaves uh Barkley there by his own um, and man he's he, he, he's truly special there's there's a million reasons to kind of overthink it and, and there's many you've guys probably seen out there again like the vision the trying to do too much those type of things but A some of them are coachable and B um, people are kind of just trying too hard to kind of kind of knock him down at this point because there's really he's really the perfect prospect.
3: Hey Carter what, what were those two QBUs you said it was um... Riley right
1: Ferguson and who was the other one Beniker.
3: Yeah, uh, Kurt Bankert. yeah. who's Chad Canoff?
2: Ooh, uh, well, we're gonna need more than an hour to talk about him.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's a good one.
2: But
0: who the hell is uh, this guy?
1: <laughs> he's,
2: he's a quarterback. I'm doing a kind of an FCS thing um, with some of the Devi Devi guys, and he was one of the guys I was assigned, and I I was I was just blown away by his tape, and I, I don't like to think of myself as like a hot take king man, but like after this, I might be. <laughs> But he, he's, he's literally, like, the complete package at quarterback. Like, I mean, when you think of kind of what people want, like, he doesn't have the arm strength of Josh Allen, but kind of what people want Josh Allen to beat, he kind of is. He's 6'4", 240 frame, um, great athlete. Um, he rotated at Princeton – uh, his first couple years with a, like a receiver slash quarterback type of guy, which which made no sense because he was clearly the better guy. Um, but this year he had a 73% completion percentage. And, and a lot of them, it wasn't just screens too. It was a lot of pro-style hard type throws. Um, he's got definitely enough arm strength, enough velocity. Um, personally, I think he has the upside to be the top quarterback in this class. I know I probably lost my marbles. Um, but Holy but, hell. And, and I doubt, again, he even gets a chance at the next level. Um, he's not attending the combine. I wish he would have attended at least the Senior Bowl or an East-West Shrine game because I, I, I thought he could have had a Garoppolo type rise. But but it's just kind of fun to think about and and uh, fun to talk about. So
3: <laughs> that's incredible. No, I love it, man. That's he's your thirty eighth player. Yeah, <laughs> and I've literally never heard his name before.
2: There's yeah, there's so. a lot of, a lot of people who who haven't. So I mean, I I hadn't even I, I like I I plugged in the tape uh, like. I would I'd say like a month ago and I was just, I was kind of floored. Cause I'm like, how is this guy not getting any buzz?
3: So I, I think that kind of leads us to a good send off question. If, if you're all okay with it, I think we need yep. your Josh Allen take. Um, Ooh. Okay. So he, well, well if he's we're going nice. to go there
1: real, real quick, if we're going to go there, um, I, I, I guess I'd like to get your take on two of the most polarizing prospects in the draft and that's Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Sure, um, seems yeah Kind of, kind of. You're on one side of the fence. You're not on the other. So, uh, yeah, I definitely like to hear okay. Carter's take on those guys. Yeah, no so I think we could
3: just leave it. Yeah, leave it open ended like that because we've kind of discussed uh, the three of us our opinions on the two guys. But let's not lead you in any sort of direction. If you just want to give us your raw Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson takes, I, I think that would be fantastic for for our listeners
2: awesome okay um as as i don't know if you guys have checked the big board out um neither jackson or alan is in there but jackson was was this close to making it um again if if i'm a team i'm taking him top 32 board works a bit differently than that so other players jumped him obviously but i'm a i'm a, I'm a big jackson fan um there's no doubting he has footwork issues he has accuracy issues he has to work out but, but simply as a dual threat, letting him do what he can do in the right system that accents his strengths, he's going to have immediate success and he's going to be a great player. Again, a lot of that comes down to scheme and fit as well. Um, and, it's, and, and it's hard to kind of say if he's going to be a success because, uh, again, uh, so much of it comes down to, to where he's drafted. Um, but I really like him as a player, and he's my uh, fourth quarterback. So I guess if you, if you rank, I have uh, Rosen, Mayfield, Kanoff, <laughs> and then uh, Jackson. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a, i am i am yeah i am I'd not necessarily as, as big on Jackson as a lot of people, and I do see the weaknesses, but I'm definitely still a fan.
3: Wait, so run those f- top four by me again. Rosen, Mayfield, Kanoff, Jackson.
2: No, Darnold. Dar- <laughs> Darnold is f- Darnold is sixth. Who's fifth? Kyle
3: Lalletta. Ooh, that's John, John Hogue's boy. So <laughs> if yes, you want to, uh, <laughs> let's go. So, so let's let that lead us into the Josh Allen take here. And then if you want to say a couple sentences on Kyle Lalletta, that would be welcome as well.
2: Okay. Quickly. Um, Allen's my seventh quarterback. Um, there's no doubting again, political size, velocity, um, pro style system, po- outside the pocket, Throwing ability, maneuverability, all that's there. When he's under pressure, turns into a different player. Obviously, the access issues are huge. It's boom or bust. Again, late second round. I've no, I'd have no issue if I'm an NFL team taking this guy, especially if you're a team already with a quarterback. Let's say like Pittsburgh, um, putting him behind Ben Roethlisberger. I just think um, you can't, you can't stake your 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 franchise on this guy. He's he's be- he's better than. Like people try to compare like the Hackenbergs. He's better than than what Hackenberg was. He's got definitely some traits. Like he's no doubt got traits that translate. I I bring up the comparison of Jake Locker, and people say you, but at the same time, I don't think that's necessarily bad. Locker actually was a decent backup slash spot starter until he retired, and I st- he still had massive upside. I just think he was drafted eighth overall, and people expected too much from him right away. Um, and I th- feel like that could be the same thing with Allen. So. Okay, Laletta um, is is oh I love I love Kyle Laletta. Um, he's not the flashiest guy. he doesn't have the greatest arm strength, but man is he is he an accurate quarterback? Um, from from the intermediate and, and, and short areas he's he's, he's a, a surgeon second to only really Rosen in this class I think. I see a lot of Mr. Bisky in his game actually um, even when it comes down to his athletic, sneaky athleticism, build, even release it's very very similar. Um, And again, I was a Trubisky fan. Trubisky was the second overall pick. (laughs) So I'm not saying, I'm not saying, well, that it is that, but I think he can certainly become a starting quarterback to the next level.
3: Awesome, man. Carter. I'm sorry. Thank you. That's one last final question. (laughs) Okay. Let's do it. (laughs) I heard recently on two different podcasts, um, some people call Baker Mayfield unathletic and it's the first time i've heard that but it was two times so let me just let me hear your quick take on that real quick Ooh,
2: okay uh i I gotta disagree with that he might run a four nine he might not run that fast but that that doesn't really matter when it comes to athleticism purely his maneuverability inside outside the pocket it's russell wilson like i don't care if he runs the 40.3 seconds slower i'm a Seahawks fan by the way so let's go co-hawks uh but uh it, it yeah he's he's i think people will try to say oh he's like tony romo like he he can maneuver but he's not that athletic i think that's really doing him a
3: disservice so awesome man that's pretty much where i fell in with that uh opinion as well so
0: nice well carter cool. we've, we've kept you long enough for sure but we really appreciate <laughs> it and uh ending with the quarterbacks is the perfect ending for the super flexible podcast so again want to thank you for your time and also thank you for writing that amazing piece on your uh, pre-combine big board
2: no problem thanks for having me guys i really appreciate it uh just to be able to get on the podcast and 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 spread some of my uh, infamous takes we're, yeah man real quick def-
3: sorry i don't think we got your twitter handle carter where can people find you at
2: Oh uh, yes, at C Don Scouting C D O N then uh, Scouting. Awesome, definitely go, go follow it. him.
3: This was absolutely a, an amazing conversation. I, I was soaking up every minute of it.
0: Yeah, give Carter a follow and check out that that article. The pre combine big board. That thing is just it's full of surprises for one thing, but it also it's it's just a like i said at the at the top of the show it really challenges kind of the group think that's currently out there to me anyways and uh there's there are a lot of surprises in that um, and a lot of very very good information it's also really well written so it's it's an easy easy thing to read um just you know just just with the the amount of information and the way that it's delivered. So I would check that out. You can go to dynastyfootballfactory.com, go to the Devi menu and Carter's uh, Carter's big board is going to come up uh, right on the yeah, front page. Yeah, real quick. John, I just want to throw out I just I literally
3: googled Carter big board and it was the top Google result. So that's the easiest way
2: oh awesome i didn't even that's do that that's the easiest way to find <laughs> yes. it
3: so it, definitely worth checking there you out. go extremely well written extremely good content so we appreciate you coming on carter
2: yeah no problem again thanks for having me uh it was an awesome experience
0: we'll talk again soon for sure um we've uh the, the combine starts this weekend and we'll have to catch up with carter uh, as soon as we can uh at post combine and uh for future draft classes as well so Thank you to Carter. Thank you to Travis and James. And thank you to all of you for listening. Uh, We'll be back with another episode here in just a couple days where we're going to actually do a, a startup mock with rookies only. This is going to be interesting. And we just got some very useful hints from Carter. So definitely tune in for that next episode coming out on Friday. And until then... Bye.